You're listening to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello and welcome to Trucking 101, Surviving Your First Year. My name is Rick and beside me is my lovely wife, Melissa. Today's episode is all about the lifestyle of trucking. We have a lot to cover on this subject, so this may end up being a two-parter. Why do we call trucking a lifestyle? Well, one of the main reasons is because it's not a 9-to-5 job. We live out on the road. We eat, we shower, we sleep, we cook, we do our laundry out on the road. All while being away from home on the job. That's why it's a lifestyle and not just a job. Because everything you do out here is away from home. Yep. And is hard. That's dramatic. But <laughs> um, there's a lot of subjects that we're going to cover today, like you said, so we might end up doing this in two shows. Uh, one of the first things we're going to talk about is eating out on the road. Um, eating out on the road, it, one of the first things is it can get very expensive and also very unhealthy very quickly. The easy ways to eat, the fast food, the restaurants, the junk food, that's what's going to be expensive and also make you gain a lot of weight and make you very unhealthy. So you want to be very careful when it comes to eating out on the road. Plan ahead. Uh, if you have the ability to go home at least once a week, you can um, pack your food for the week, freeze it, and put it in a cooler in your truck, and then eat that throughout the week. If you don't have the ability to go home at least once a week, um, you're going to want to stop at Walmart's. That's your best option. Uh, they have uh, obviously very inexpensive food, and uh, most of them have truck parking. If you have a, a Ram McNally GPS, it'll tell you which ones have the truck parking and which ones do not. So that's most of the GPSs. Most of the GPSs. I'm familiar with Ram McNally, so that's what I know about. So I can only vouch for that one. I know a Ram McNally GPS will tell you whether or not the Walmart you're looking at has truck parking, truck parking or not. And, you know, you can get stuff for sandwiches, cereal, um, snacks, drinks, anything you need you can get at Walmart, and it'll cost you half as much as it would if you bought it in the truck stop. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it when it, it, when it comes to the eating. We'll talk about cooking in the truck a little later in the episode, but I just wanted to broach that subject. Uh, if you don't want to cook on the truck, I would avoid uh, fast food and junk food as much as possible because you will get fat, and you won't notice it. You'll just look up one day and go, oh, my God, what happened? Because it happened to me when I first went out on the road. Uh, I gained a bunch of weight. I've lost it now, thankfully. But, uh, yeah, it, you'll, it'll sneak right up on you. Well, there's nothing worse than starting to have trouble with your weight out on the road. Uh, the next thing we'll talk about is uh, doing the laundry out on the road. Uh, one of the things that uh, you want to be able to do is keep your clothes clean, because if your clothes are clean, you're clean. And, you know, when you go into a truck stop or 
to one of your customers, yeah. uh, you know, you you want to smell good. So, uh, and you want to look good. Actually, the 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 major truck stops are doing a pretty good pretty good job with the uh, with the machines they've installed over the years. When I first went on the road, uh, boy, it was hard to find a machine that would uh, actually get your clothes clean. And then once you got them clean, if they would get it clean, it was hard to get them dry. But now the TAs, Petros, Flying Js, they all have uh, almost new machines, uh, especially the TAs and the Petros. Usually big, uh, big laundromats. Sometimes they're a little bit small, but uh, they have uh, the little uh, card reader, so you can you don't have to have change on the majority of those three places. Uh, the pilots and the loves. Uh, most pilots do not. I, I, I don't recall if I've ever seen a pilot that has that has a laundry, but I'm sure there's one out there. Oh, that I think has you're one. thinking of loves. Most well, loves, loves, yeah. Well, I don't think the pilots do either. No, the pilots have laundry. The they loves do. definitely don't have. Because they're them. they're letting you use your points for the laundry, so most of them do have laundry. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're thinking of loves. Yeah, and that's the uh, uh, one of the things that's cool about these points cards that we've t- we've touched on a little bit uh, before, especially like, again with the the Petros TAs. And, pile, and flying J's is uh, you get points every time you fuel. If you use your card, and uh, you can actually use those in these uh, boxes that uh, allow you to use your debit card. You you can now, uh, I think, in, at most of the TAs and Petros and flying J's, uh, you can use your car, your uh, points card to do your laundry. So now you have no more excuses. And uh, those same companies also have the ability for you to to have the uh, when the machines are done to, to text you and tell you that they're done. And one of the things you want to make sure you do when you get out here is you don't want to leave your laundry in the machines and you know fall asleep or something like that. For one, somebody can steal them if you leave them there too long, and, and secondly, they'll just take them out and throw them on the counter. So you're going to end up with, with clothes that are dirty afterwards. So. You know, be a, be a little organized when it gets term, comes time to, to actually do your laundry. Again, I, I for one think that texting thing is very cool. Rick never uses it because he has his own special system for doing the laundry. <laughs> but I think sticking your clothes in there and having it text you when they're done so you can go do something else and not forget about it, that's just awesome. I love it. Yeah. Little, little uh, additions with technology as as we increase our technology out here. Yeah. Um, he was just talking about uh, truck stops. But uh, a lot of your terminals will have laundry facilities, and and most of them won't even charge, so you can get your laundry done for free if you go by your terminal and do your laundry. If you're one of the uh, one of the big and, carriers. And 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 as we talked about with eating, if you get home on a weekly basis, you know you can just do your laundry at home, easy peasy, not a problem. And uh, one other tip: don't let your laundry build up for like three weeks, because that is just. Uh, a massive headache. I mean, you end up hogging up the laundry room. Most of them don't have very many machines, and if you have three weeks worth of laundry, uh, you're just the guy with three weeks worth of laundry. You'll see them out there because they they hog all the machines, and you can't do anything until they're done. And it's really just rude. So don't be that guy. Okay. Um, Each of our of our mastermind group is going to have something to say. They've each got something they, they wanted to talk about tonight to, to help you to to learn how to live out here on the road. As you're, as, you know, if this is your lifestyle now, and you want it to be as 
simple as possible. And why go out and have to learn how to do everything? We'll tell you what we do. That'll give you an idea of what direction to go. Actually, you know what? I just thought of another thing when it comes to laundry. I've heard this of trainers uh, when they were training their trainees. They actually had to show them how to physically do their laundry because they didn't know how. So that's something you might want to think about if you don't know how to do your laundry. Yeah, you're going to want to learn because that's something you need to do on the road. It's time to grow up and do your own laundry. <laughs> it's hard to believe somebody doesn't know how to do the laundry, but I guess that's true. Yep, they're out there. They're yeah. out there. Same thing with cooking and things like that. It, you know, it, they're out there. Not everybody knows how to do everything. Yeah. Um, we were going to have uh, Becky on first to talk about a subject, but she has not called in on us yet, so I guess we'll go over to Russ to start out. And Russ is going to be talking about cooking on the truck. Hi, Russ, you're on the air. Uh, hey, how's it going? As a matter of fact, guess what I'm doing right now, believe it or not. I am cooking in the truck. And do what now? What are you cooking? Oh, uh, I am cooking uh, steak. And let's see, I've got a steak. I've got, uh, I'm making a salad with avocado and um, yeah, yeah. That's well. That's pretty much it for tonight. I'm doing steak and um, a salad with a whole bunch of avocado on it. Anyway, uh, hey, Becky, ought to be calling in here in just a second. I, uh, while y'all were talking, she called me and I said, "Hey, we're all on this thing." So <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, she actually just called in, so uh, she'll be after you. Oh, okay. So uh, anyway, uh, yeah, cooking in the truck. I mean, that's something that uh, man I've been doing for. Uh, forever. Of course, now I've got the advantage of being an owner-operator and an APU on the truck and uh, uh, sine wave inverters and what have you. So, uh, um, but anyway, way way back in the day, I used the. Um, y'all may have to help me here. I think it was the little Bruton. I think it makes it looks like the man's lunchbox. Uh, I see. That, yeah. uh, you can pick it up. Yeah, you can pick it up at any truck stop. Uh, and I used to have two of them in the truck. And of course, I was a trainer at the time, a road trainer. And man, I, I could make Caribbean jerk chicken, um, uh, uh, fresh vegetables in there, burgers, baked potatoes, steak, uh, jambalaya, wow. cornbread. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure I could go on and on and on and on and on about uh, you know, stuff I've cooked in the truck, and it's and it's simple. I mean, I, I would feed my students. I always gave them the uh, uh, the choice. I said, you know, y'all can. Uh, Go in and eat uh, out of the truck stops, or uh, eat with me. And I used to cook. Usually, I'd cook a meal our first night, and um, you know they would have smell that all day long. And of course, you know by the time we got uh, ready to stop meat, they were going to eat. And uh, <laughs> but I could use uh, way back then. You know, I could usually feed all of us uh, for about a hundred uh, for two weeks for about a hundred bucks. Now, of course, prices have changed since then, but. Um, um, yeah, I mean it's you know it's just so simple uh, to do in the truck, especially you get a couple of those uh, um, little lunchbox ovens. I think they heat to about 300 degrees. You only run on 12 volt, uh, so you don't have to have the inverters or any of that. Uh, they've got a decent crock pot out that works. I mean, I cook in a crock pot all the time. I've got a, a cabbage recipe uh, that I cook in the uh, crock pot all the time. Um, and of course, like I said, now I've got the uh, 
uh, one of the big ones runs on 110, but they, you know, they have them out there for 12 volt. You know, a lot of these, uh, some of these companies won't let you run inverters in the truck, uh, or mm-hmm. that you have to run small inverters. So, um, but yeah, that 12 volt stuff, uh, like I said, those little Bruton, uh, cook stoves, uh, I don't know how many of those things I wore out. I mean, I would rebuild them and rebuild them and, and, uh, Bought a few over the years, and uh, but I, man, they work absolutely awesome. And you can cook just about anything you can cook in the oven. I could cook, uh, I can cook in one of those. And uh, don't they go for like uh, right around like twenty bucks or something like that too? Somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, they're like twenty, 20 somewhere between twenty and thirty bucks. Uh, yeah. And probably uh, it's been a while since I've looked at them uh, since I'm, uh, you, you know, I've got the big, uh, all the bigger stuff now, but. You know the microwave and all that, but uh, of course that. And I mean, I've got two refrigerators in the truck. I got one huge one and one small one. So, uh, uh-huh. which you know, once I think I heard you uh, mention earlier, I was having a hard time calling in. Uh, I think I heard you mention uh, Walmart. Yeah, I mean, I raid Walmart once a week. I, I have learned uh, uh, where all the um, WalMarts that are truck friendly, uh, especially in the little area that I run. Uh, Matter of fact, there's an app called uh, Trucker's Path, and it will show you where uh, Walmart's that are truck friendly. Uh, good, good. And um, so, I, man, I'll slide in there. You know, I usually, uh, you know, roll in there, spend a, you know, spend a little bit of money, get whatever food I want for the week. And man, I mean, I'm, I, I bet I don't eat out maybe once every two weeks. The rest of the time, it's, yeah. I mean, my. Coffee. I, I mean, everything's done in the truck, and I mean, the money I'm saving over eating out. Um, I, I used to be able to quote the money way back when uh, it would cost me about a hundred and forty dollars to eat out for a week, and you know I could go spend a hundred dollars at Walmart and feed a couple of us for two weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the the yep. amount of money you're saving cooking in the trucks just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, if anybody wants uh, recipes or anything like that, I think I'm, I'm sure, you know, they can contact us on the website, and I'd, I'd be more than happy to share. I've got a whole bunch of them. Oh, yeah, that's something we can put up on the Facebook page, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 that's what I meant, the Facebook page, so. I think Rick was, what were you going to say, Rick? I was just saying, and it, it, the food, when you cook your own food, it tastes better. Yeah. And, like you said, you, you know. Healthier. You, yeah, yeah, it's healthier for you, yeah. uh, you know. It, we do about the same thing. We'll, we'll just, you know, every couple of weeks we'll go to the restaurant, and we usually do that just because we've, we're we're tired. Being more lazy. Than, more than anything else, yeah, being lazy. We'll, we'll uh, you want to get out of the truck. truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Just something different, you know. And uh, even when I'm feeling lazy uh, some days and I don't necessarily want to get out of the truck, I'll just do like a slow cooker meal, you know. That is so simple. You just, you know, get your recipe together. Uh, my favorite is pot roast. You just throw it all on the slow cooker, turn it on, and you just leave it alone, and it's ready for you when you're ready to eat dinner. That's like the easiest meal I've ever made in the truck. Yeah, that's perfect for that uh, oh, yeah. oven you're talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I do that all the time. You know, I mean, I've got the little slow cooker in here. i got the little crock pot, and um, I fire it up. I, I, I will get, Now, this is something I do, and uh, I think even Becky's doing it now. Um I got to where, uh, you know, I'd have my crock pot sitting in the floor of the truck, and uh, of course you start smelling it. Man, I was—I'd be starved to death before I got it. You know, a couple hours down the road. So I've got to where now I put it under my bunk. So I've got, 
I've got uh, you know I've got everything wired where I can plug it in under the bunk. And that way, by the time it's done, it's usually about the time I really start smelling it. So mm-hmm. like I said, that's uh, you know that's like I said, if not, it drives me crazy. You know, smelling it drives me absolutely crazy, and I'm gonna stop every ten minutes and try to chew on something. <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, uh, that, and then, uh, like, right now I'm cooking on a little George Foreman with these steaks. Uh, oh. You know, if you've got, yeah, uh, you know, I, I use my little George Foreman quite a bit. Uh, you know, I cook uh, burger, steak, chicken, you know, whatever on it. Um, so, uh, uh, that's, uh, I'm sure I could go on and on and on about uh, cooking in the truck, but... <laughs> Yeah, so you said now, now that you're an owner-operator, you have some more equipment in your truck to cook with. You said you have two refrigerators, a slow cooker, a microwave, a George Foreman. Do you have anything else? Um, I think that's, I think that's it. Becky's got me topped a little bit. I, uh, she's running electric skillets in hers. Uh, let's see. I said coffee pot, microwave, George Foreman. Uh, my slow cooker, uh, she's running, a, I believe, a, a rice cooker over there also, uh, which she's got one of the fancier ones that does all the steaming, and um, I don't remember what all it does. It, it does quite a few things. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a uh, uh, Facebook page on uh, cooking in the truck, with, and they give a, a lot of good tips, a lot of good ideas, too, on uh, um, cooking in the truck. So yeah, uh, if you want to go look that up, I, I, yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure it's called Cooking in the Truck. Uh, almost positive okay. it's called Cooking in the Truck. Yeah, if not, like I said, uh, Becky's got a memory like an elephant. When y'all get her on here, I'm I'm sure she'll answer that question. So. Okay. okay. Now I was going to ask you, Russ, what size inverter do you have? I have a – now I've got a sine wave inverter, um, and it's pure this sign. one here is an – yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 pure sign. Uh um, and it's an 1800 watt. Uh, I put a 3000, I believe, in Becky's truck. But this 1800 seems to do, I mean, you know, a coffee pot pulls a lot of power. Microwave, I by all means get small microwaves, but uh, uh, you know, they can pull up to 1100 watts. Uh, I think the one I've got here is 700. Uh, the George mm-hmm. Foreman, I think it pulls about 1500. So, yeah, you want the bigger inverters and don't cheap out on an inverter. Um, the ones they sell in the truck stop are for crap. They don't last any time. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, these, these nicer inverters, I mean, I think I spent probably four or 500 bucks on it. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, it lasts and it works and I don't have any problems out of it. Right. Yeah. We have a 3000 watt inverter, right? 3000. Right. Five. Okay. I'm three sorry. Five, something like we that. have a, we have a three or five. <laughs> I don't know. It's a big one. Uh, but we bought it when we bought the truck, and it's it's still running great. The truck's almost uh, five years old, so yeah, you definitely want to go good on the inverter. We were going through the other the Cobras and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they were burning we, up like at least one once a year. Yeah. So we we got the uh, nice yeah, expensive one, and it lasted. Yeah, I'm surprised those would even last a year. You know, uh, we tried that when Becky and I were teaming, and you know, we tried some of the cheaper ones. And one day I said, uh, you know, the heck with this. Um, you know, let's spend the money and get a decent one. And man, we've never looked back. You know, now we'll, you know, if we have one, matter of fact, Becky's burned up here not too long ago. And, um, you know, we spent the money and put a nice big one in hers. So it's, I mean, it's well, you know, 
Yeah, it, you know, it beats the heck out of, uh, you know, once a year trying to, you know, get in there, replace it, you know, do, redo all the wiring and what have you. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You, and you end up spending more money anyway. Yeah, and that is if your company will allow you. I mean, as obviously as an owner-operator, yeah. you can do what you want. But as a company driver, you'd have to check with your company to see what they allow. Uh, now, what, what Rick and I have in the truck is something you would probably get when you – graduate into full-blown cooking on the truck and you might want to look into the this rust if you wanted to pare down on a lot of your devices but we just bought a, the ninja four-in-one cooking system it's just oh, under yeah, two hundred dollars yeah it's just under two hundred dollars and it's an oven stovetop slow cooker and steamer all in one device it is awesome i mean it's smaller than a microwave it works great i got I can do all the stuff that you do with all your devices all in one device. I absolutely love it. Um, we had four devices in the truck at one time for cooking, and obviously now we're just down to one with the Ninja. You might want to look into it. I I absolutely love the Ninja. It's fantastic. Oh, I definitely need to look at it. Oh, I, miss, I, I, I have a blender, too. <laughs> I forgot about it. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and we also have a coffee maker. We had the little uh, Keurig individual coffee maker so we have that so we have two things we got the ninja and and the coffee maker and the ninja i don't know how many volts the coffee maker pulls but it's a lot so you want to leave your engine running for sure same thing with the ninja it pulls about 1200 watts so it's another thing you got to leave your engine running make sure you have a enough inverter if you're going to get that so yeah there's a lot of things you can do in the truck you don't have to eat at truck stops all the time for sure Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's a, uh, you know, we've got to work. we'll go into a truck stop every now and then, and that's usually that's when Becky and I meet up. We'll go into a truck stop and sit down and eat. But there, we we have uh, there's a couple of restaurants that we found over the years driving that we will stop at. Uh, I'm sure y'all have found uh, uh, the same thing. There's a couple of them that the food's just that good, you know. Okay. Um, oh yeah. But uh, but uh, but uh, but other than that, you know, I mean, it's. Well, you know, I told you. I mean, I'm, I I got uh, steaks in this uh, avocado salad that I make. You know, uh, matter of fact, the steaks are done while we've been sitting here talking. Right. So. Okay. Well, um, I'll let you eat. I'll let you take a break and eat while you listen to everybody else talk about uh, our other topics, and we will come back to you possibly later in the show, okay? Okay. I'll be here. All, All right. right. Thanks, Russ. Okay. Now we have Becky on the line. And uh, hi, Becky. Hi. How are you doing? I was, uh, well, I was a little late calling in because I was helping a baby pumpkin. So a baby one, one and How a half months a on the job. Pumpkin? Well, One and a half months. Oh, a baby a Schneider driver. Oh, I got you. I was, a I baby was going pumpkin. literal. Okay. I got you. Yes, <laughs> a baby pumpkin. Very nice. Cute. <laughs> I'm sitting in the pumpkin patch in Charlotte tonight, and yes, a one and a half month old baby pumpkin. So, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't understand, that's a that's somebody who's only been driving for a month and a half for Schneider. Just in case anybody didn't get that. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. Um, we have you assigned to the uh, parking topic of the lifestyle of trucking. But before you go on to that, you want to add anything to cooking in the truck? Um, I think Russ basically covered it. Um, you know, for those of you, and, and a lot of, since this is geared to new drivers, a lot of them won't be able to use the 
some of the the inverters and things like that. But he did touch on the lunchbox stove. Everybody can plug one of those in your cigarette lighters. Um, as a company driver, we had two. We had one in the front uh, plug and one in the back. And, yeah, when he says he used to make everything, Caribbean jerk, chicken, meatloaf, cornbread, um, uh, there's no reason why you can't cook in the truck as a company driver. We did it for a lot of years. Um, get a 12-volt plug-in cooler, get you a couple of those 12-volt stoves. Uh, the new driver I was just helping, she's got a 12-volt coffee pot. Now, those take forever, so you might use your pilot points to go get your coffee or you might be sitting there for a long time. But uh, the other stuff is well worth the money, and you can cook just about anything um, in the truck, even with those. So. Yeah, obviously there's different levels of cooking in the truck. As a brand-new company driver, you probably want to start with that little lunchbox cooker. I think that's a great way to start. And, you know, and depending on what your company allows and if whether or not you decide to go on or operator, you can, you know, increase the quality of your devices like uh, all of us have. Exactly. And because you in most company trucks you can't have a microwave, well, you can have that stove. And it will do the same thing. So if you're getting, like, prepackaged or uh, canned meals, you can always stop, you know, about 30, 40 minutes before you you know you're going to park, dump it all kind of in the lunchbox stove. You can even open the can uh, just to vent it and stick the can in water in there to heat it up. So you don't even have to get fancy with that. You can use it as you would a microwave with, with a little bit of planning. Uh, I've made scrambled eggs and bacon in those things before. So there's there's not a whole lot that you can't do in those. So start off small and, and work your way up. All right, that's you cool. You know, something that, uh, that I just remembered, we haven't eaten them in a long time because we don't eat the uh, processed meals, but for a new driver, rather than eating, you know, the stuff in the truck stop, they actually have the uh, uh, meals that right. are like, the di- you know, their dinners. They're high in, in, in. Are we talking uh, about the self-heating meals? No, not the self-heating. The uh, they're the ones that you don't have to refrigerate. Like the little Denny Moore ones, the it's little so long, in the little yeah. trays. Yeah, in the little trays. Yeah, so you, they have stuff like lasagna and spaghetti and and. Uh, Would you have to have meatloaf? You need a microwave for that. Yeah, so so they could go into a truck stop oh, when yeah, they're parking okay. at night, and they could actually microwave those, so they wouldn't have to. Yeah, and when yeah, Rick like, and I first, first when I first got on Rick's, that's all we had. We didn't have a microwave in the truck at the time. We just used microwaves in the truck stops, and he could take any meal and make it delicious with the truck stop microwave. So I called him the microwave guru. So you can do a lot with a microwave if you need to. <laughs> yes, you can. And if you're if you're coming in somewhere late, or if you've got some of those meals and you've got one of those little twelve volt stoves, and maybe you're at the rest area or you got stuck at a customer's, you can use that 12-volt just like you do a microwave. Um, it yeah, takes a little bit longer, but it doesn't take that much longer. So right. it's a good thing to have handy when you're not even remotely close to a microwave. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of stuff you can do in the truck for sure. So uh, the next topic is parking. 
parking out on the road. So uh, you want to go ahead and educate everybody on uh, what it's like to park these big trucks? Sure. You'll hear a lot of people gripe and moan and complain about how bad parking is. And there are parts of the country where parking is worse than others. I mean, if you're on the East Coast, you're going to have to finish your day early and find a place to park early. I mean, that's just life. There's not that many places to park, and there's a lot of trucks. Uh, conversely, if you're out in the Midwest or in uh, some of the western states, um, it's wide open. Uh, you could pull in a truck stop at midnight and have half the lot open. So it just kind of depends hmm. on where you are, and that's going to come with uh, being out. You're going you're gonna to learn what areas fill up quick, and what areas you can kind of push and and get in late. Uh, and that's just kind of a learning curve. Ask some of the people um, that have been around longer than you. If, you. if you're going to an area that you're unfamiliar with, ask somebody, hey, you know, what's the parking like up there? Do I need to, you know, plan my day to where I finish early, or can I, is it pretty easy to find a spot? Most people will be able to tell you that. Some of the tools. Uh, most people today have a smartphone. Just about every truck stop chain, the major ones, have a smartphone app. Pilot, Love, um, TA Petro, uh, Kangaroo, just to name a few. Uh, almost every single one of those has an app for the smartphone. And those apps, you can actually do a trip plan. Let's say you're picking up in Columbia, South Carolina, and you're going to Indianapolis, Indiana. Well, you can plug that in to one of those apps and bring up every single one of their truck stops along the route, which can help you plan where are you going to spend the night. Those apps, when you pull up a location, will show you how many parking spots that truck stop has. So if you see one that has 50 spots, well, you better get there pretty early. Versus the Flying J that has 300 spots, pretty safe to say if you pull in there, even as late as 9 or 10, you're probably going to get a spot. So familiarize yourself with those apps because they are very helpful. TA Petro is actually the best of the of the ones because they will actually tell you how many paid spots are in that particular location, how many paid spots are still available how many regular spots are at that location, and it's an estimate, I'm sure, but how many of those spots are still available for parking at that particular time. So you can use that to kind of gauge what's going to happen or, or what kind of plans you need to make. Um, right. Not just, I love it. Go ahead. I love the TA and I love the TA Petro app, uh, by the way. TA and Petro, they merge, so they have the same everything now. They're basically yep. the same company like Flying J and Pilot. But the TA Petro app, I absolutely love it. We, Rick and I, we drive as a team, so we always, if we do park, we park late at night just to maybe sleep for a couple hours and get going on down the road. And I just watch the truck stop that I want to go to to make sure that it still has spaces. And if it gets close to where uh, I don't think that I'll be able to find a parking space, I will call and I will reserve a space. So I don't actually pay yep. for the space until I absolutely because they will track that for you. So I absolutely love it. Oh, yes. And I, I do the same thing. And if you'll notice, um, when you look at their app, 
and it says it gives you the total number of reserved spaces. If the reserved spaces looks, I've seen some that have like four or six. Well, that's a clue. Some have yep. as high as 30 and 40 reserved spaces. The higher the number yep. of reserved spaces, the quicker that truck stop fills up. <laughs> yep. So if yeah. it only has four reserved spaces, that's because they don't need them. It doesn't fill up. So use that kind of information to your advantage uh, when you're looking at something like that. Um, if you don't have a smartphone, there's a there's a lot of good, uh, one of the best books, and um, out there, as far as I'm concerned, is Park My Rig. And I don't know if you guys have ever seen that book. It no. is phenomenal. And it goes through every interstate, every beltway, and most of the major U.S. highways. And it will give, wow. at every exit, anything that has truck parking, even down to some little mom-and-pop diner that may only have two or three spots. So let me tell you, if it's 11 o'clock at night and nobody knows where that mom-and-pop diner is, they probably not park in there. So you can, right. it will tell you what malls you can get into, what stores allow overnight parking, how many truck parking spots there are, how to best access it if it's kind of a weird lot. It is a magnificent book. Now, where do you get this book? I got mine at, at uh, the pilot in Fort Wayne, Indiana, but I know uh, Iowa 80 carries it out in Walcott. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you looked it up online, you could probably order it online. But it's called Park My Rig. Park My Rig. Now, I don't want to offend anybody, and I'm not sure if the if the Park My Rig book covers this. But I think something that's not being taken advantage of, because every time I drive by them, there's like maybe one or two trucks parked there. <laughs> the majority of the, uh, the girly adults, shops. yes, the, those, they all, most of them have truck parking that they advertise. And I only normally see one or two trucks parked there. So, I mean, if you're in a pinch, you know, and you see one of those um, adult bookshops, video stores, you know, I'm trying to be um, delicate here, but they most of them do have truck parking, so that's just a little tip if you're in a pinch. Yep. Yep. I think the, make uh, sure your company doesn't have anything about their truck being there, so. Most, most right, make it right, yeah, yourself, check. but if you're, if you're driving for, you know, mom and pop, they may not want their, their truck and trailer there, but yeah. it, most make carriers don't really care. Yeah. What were you going to say, Rick? Uh, I've uh, remembered that there's another book. It's called Next Exit. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the one I, I knew I'd heard of one. And I just it, all of a sudden it came to me. That's a, that's another book that uh, has at the exits what I'm not sure they give directions or anything like that, but they do tell you what parking, just like you were talking about. So there's yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't list. Yeah, it doesn't list, I don't think, what locations have truck parking. It'll just tell you what's at that exit in regards to truck stops, grocery stores, movie theaters, whatever. Yes. Yes, that is correct. And it will go through every single exit, whether it's friendly or not. So, But the Park My Rig is uh, is specially made for big rigs and, like, big RVs. It'll tell you what, where you can find parking for those larger types. Now, Vehicles. Does Park My Rig, do they list the adult bookstores as truck parking options? 
They probably do, yes. Um, anything that has truck parking, I mean, literally, I have seen, um, like, Joe Schmo's convenience store, two spots. Um, wow. And it will even tell you on some of them, fills up fast or crappy lot or, you know, um, you know, take second entrance in. I mean, if it's if it's got some kind of weird directions, it will it will actually tell you, um, like park towards the back or park on east side of lot. I mean, if it's a Walmart that cares that wants you to park in a certain part, um, it'll say uh, east side of lot or over by Garden Center or yeah. So it's it's pretty detailed. That's okay, a, so park my like rig. That's cool that's the book to, that you want to get as soon as you get out on the road for sure. Maybe even before if you can buy it online. Now let's go back to reserved parking or paid parking. I'm sure nobody has any idea what that is. You want to explain a little bit more so people know exactly what that is? Sure. Um, a lot of these truck stops will fill up, and especially if you're in a part of the country like the Northeast where there's a lot of trucks, not a lot of real estate, so truck parking is at a premium. Well, truck stops got the idea, hey, we've got all this real estate, and a lot of these people park, and they may or may not even come in and spend any money with us. So let's sell this as a service, which I love, by the way, and block off your spots, let people reserve them, and that way they know if they pull in here at 1 o'clock in the morning, they've got a spot to park. They don't have to work. And so that's what they did. And now it has spread to Pilot Flying J as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can call. Let's say I know I'm going to be in, um, well, I'll use Florida. Uh, Just about any time you're at the TA in Tampa, uh, it's it's packed. So Mm -hmm. when I know I'm going in that direction, and unless I'm going to be there at like noon and even in Tampa, that doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, I will just go ahead right. and call ahead. I have called ahead for uh, Florida TAs a couple of times as as much as 24 hours in advance um, just to know mm-hmm. that spot is there when I get there. So when you get there, um, you pull to the fuel island. They will actually come and assist you getting in your spot if you need it. I usually park and walk the dog and then go get my receipt. But mm-hmm. um, it's a great way to... If you know you're going to be doing a late pickup or a late delivery, especially company drivers, you have no say in what appointments they set for you. So if you've got a late pickup, a late delivery where you know when you're done, truck stops are going to be full, that is a good time to utilize paid parking. Yes, it's going to cost you a little bit of money. They usually range from 11 to $14 depending on the location. But it's well worth being able to pull in and know you've got a place to park even at that late hour. Oh yeah, we absolutely love the reserve parking. It's it's one of the best things about parking out here. You don't have to find any kind of weird spot late at night, maybe in a parking area. You're in a nice spot with in a nice location. You got bathrooms, you got drinks if you need it, snacks if you need it well lit sometimes they even have security so it's 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 the way to go when you're parking late at night for sure i wonder yeah, if some of the they, uh... Uh... go ahead rick oh <laughs> i wonder i wonder if some of the big companies uh would reimburse the drivers for that parking i i know some companies that reimburse for idle air uh then they might even reserve for reserve reserve parking that's something that you could check into when you're looking for a carrier right 
exactly. Yeah, and you may even want to say that if they if they give you a load that picks up or delivers at like two in the morning, say, hey, you know, you're putting me out here at two in the morning. How about you know covering this parking spot? Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Before before they came out with this uh, reserve parking, uh, me and Rick got assigned a load into New York City, and uh, it was just. We delivered it to New York City, and they had about 2 o'clock in the morning, and they had nothing for us coming out. And there's no parking in, you know, there. Uh, so so we told them, we said, do you have anything for us coming out? This is before reserve parking. They said no. So we were owner-operators at the time, so we turned it down because uh, we weren't going to have anywhere to park. So um, we love reserve parking. It's It's a lifesaver. It is, and that allows me to take some loads that I would not normally take because of the time that they right. deliver. And so if there's a place nearby that does have reserve parking, then I'm more likely to go ahead and take that load. So that does help. And when you said finding a safe place to park, most companies nowadays have specific rules about not parking along an exit ramp or an entrance ramp or along the side of the road or anything like that. So... That's another thing to look at. Um, I know you said Landstar uh, yep. will give a bounty to find any of their drivers parked on a ramp. So um, you need to plan ahead. And that's, I'm sorry? Uh, he, was, he was just saying anywhere on the side of the road, on a ramp, uh, you know, just anywhere weird. Every place you mentioned. Yeah. 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 So the thing about parking is this, and when you're new, you're you're not going to be as good. It's kind of like anything else. It takes practice of doing it. But you want to get in the habit of when you're planning your trip, plan where you're going to stop. Um, plan, you know, look at the truck stops ahead, figure out how many miles away, and figure out where you're going to stop. Now, that doesn't mean you're always going to make it, and you should always have a plan B. But try to get in the habit of knowing at the beginning of the day where you're going to be at the end of the day. It makes it so much easier, and you won't be one of those people that complain about parking because you'll know where you're going to end up at the end of the day. (laughs) And you'll know what time you're going to be there. And you'll know what truck stops are there and what kind of truck parking is there because you looked at all that before you set out, before your wheels even turned that morning. You pretty much had a plan of where you're going to stay. Yeah, I see these guys, you know, they're parked on the off-ramp, on the on-ramp, on the shoulder of the parking area that's not really part of the parking area, in a parking space that's not a parking space with the truck stop, in the fuel island, in between the the scale and the fuel island, and I just look at them, both of us do, and we're like, have you ever heard of planning your route? I mean, how hard is it to sit down and plan your day? You know, you know how many hours you have to drive, figure out where you're going to be, pick a couple of spaces, and if you have to, reserve a space if it's going to be late at night. I just don't get it. I, well, and a couple of these truck stops, I had um, reserved a spot at the TA just south of Nashville the other night, and I reserved one for a buddy of ours that just happened to be right behind me. And there were trucks parked along the curb. You could hardly turn. Now, some of these truck stops are getting pretty uh, – they're, they're not putting up with this anymore. They actually had a security guard roaming around. He ran everyone out that was not in a truck – in a parking spot. And a lot of them are doing that now. That's good. We like it, that. So Yeah, it needs to ahead. happen because you can't you – can, uh, if they had been parked there like they were parked uh, after I 
parked in my spot. If they had been there that next morning like that, I wouldn't have been able to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they do that in the rest areas and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you go into a rest area and you can't even get through it. Mm-hmm. They're they're parked, you know, in in all the weird places in there. And I, you know, I mean, I you know what happened? They, you know, they're out of hours. They have to do something, so they just drop. You know, and these trucks are too big to do that. Yeah, know? and. You don't have to do that. If you plan your trip and know where you're going to go, I mean, use all the technology available to you or the book uh, or whatever you need to do. You don't have to be one of those guys that parks the way we've been talking about. Um, don't we're gonna be need that to guy. That's right. Yeah. Don't be that guy. I think that's like the theme of this show. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Um, or girl. Um, yeah. But we need to move on to the next uh, topic. So anything to wrap it up before we move on, Becky? I think that's it. I think we wrapped it up with don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Okay, thank you very much, Becky, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Becky. Okay. All right, our next topic is all about entertainment slash combating loneliness, and we are going to bring on Edward Prince to cover that topic for us. He's pretty much got it down, so he's going to let you know how you can entertain yourself out on the road. Hi, Ed. Hey, Ed. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing Doing great. How you doing? Oh, I just got done uh, dropping off the trailer and uh, just sitting here enjoying the view and and uh, not being lonely. I tell you what, it, it all matters about, just like we were talking, you talk about parking and planning your trip. You know, if you're one of those people that gets stuck out there and you're you're having to park in these weird places that don't provide much security or much uh, of a way of a parking space, that's going to put you in situations where you're going to be lonely and you're not going to enjoy the road that much. So, so mm-hmm. by planning your trips, you're, you'll be put in areas where, where you'll be able to enjoy what's around you. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that, that just right there settles it all down right there that, that you, you know, planning, planning your, your, your job, especially as an owner operator, but even as a company driver, you can, you can plan, and then if you get stuck somewhere, you're not you're not stuck where you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it cuts down the stress too. It's 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 really stressful if you can't find a place to. Park. It is, yeah, yeah, so and if, so if so like it's weird. You're, you're stressed. Yeah, it's that's what it is, and it's and it's all about it's all about getting unstressed. I mean, I you, I've had days where you you get you get to the shipper, you get screwed around, you, you're delayed. And then you're stuck in traffic, and you finally get to where you got to go, and you've decided, you know what, I'm parked at this truck stop. You know, I plan to be parked here because not only is there a Walmart across the street where I can I can get some stuff, there's also a movie theater down the road, or there's a you know a shopping mall or some nicer restaurants. Instead of having to go sit at the truck stops and, and talk to other truckers, I can go enjoy a nicer meal, maybe with a TV that has a ball game on or or something. You know, just enjoy yourself. That's you know I'm into football. I love football, and I tell you, during the football season, I'm almost always somewhere where I can watch Monday Night Football. You know, at a restaurant, I'm always somewhere where I can do that. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, well, we were talking when we were planning this episode. You talked a little bit about utilizing Uber. Can you talk about what you do oh, yeah. uh, to use Uber to entertain yourself on I, the road? Yeah, I use I I I when I discovered Uber, uh, I was just kind of hurting for a ride. I wish I wish I knew 
where I can get around. And, uh, and it all happened with trying to get, I was just, you know, I was in one of those places where there was no freight. And so, so I was sitting there for a couple of days and there were plenty of things to do in the city. Uh, in fact, I, I, I'm trying to think where I was. I think it was in Indianapolis and, and I was at the, you know, and of course, Indianapolis, the truck stops aren't really that great to begin with. And you're not in the best part of town. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I hooked up Uber and I got to the, one of the better malls in the city, you know, spent time hanging around and, and just, you know, and really enjoyed myself. And then, and then from that day on, I spent all of July 4th last year in Cincinnati, Ohio. I was, I just running the customer uh, was over. I was over in New Mexico and the load was going to Cincinnati and it was a good rate and I took it and, and I was, I figured I was going to get there. I mean, I could either, you know, lollygag and take my time and get there on, on the next day after the July 4th holiday, or I could get there right away and I could hang out. Well, I like sports. I like baseball. I got on the schedule. The uh, the Cardinals were out of town that weekend, but the Reds were in town. So I went ahead and did my logbook, uh, you know, looked at my logbook, and I said, you know what, I can make it. I'm going to get there. And I went to a ball game on July 4th and used Uber from the truck stop, took, it, took Uber downtown. They had a mall there. They had shopping there. They had a movie theater. I mean, it was just, it was great. And you're talking about spending a good time and, and, and that's, you know, you, you just, you'll enjoy the road better if you get out there and see the world, you know? Uh, yeah. I remember a couple of students I had, they want, they'd never been to California. And so we, when we were taking freight to California, they were like, had their cameras ready. They wanted, they wanted to see California. Well, driving truck, you don't get to see California. You see what they don't show you on TV. They, you see, the back roads and the highways that are, you know, like we went to the shipper and then we drove over to the next shipper and we were ready to leave. And, and he's like, this is it. This is California. I said, well, that, I mean, you know, you're not, you, the trucks that the shippers and receivers that you're going to go to, they're not sitting right next to Capitol records. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to find those places like that, you know, just so, so if you got time, you need to take advantage of it. You know, just like just like you guys, you were hanging out in Dallas here and got to got to meet one of your uh, big fans over there, weren't you? Yeah, 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 we're big fans. Of, well, Rick really is a big fan of the Fast and Loud show on Discovery, and the main guy on there is, named, is Richard Rawlings. And we went down to Gas Monkey, uh, rented a car, went down to Gas Monkey, and uh, he happened to be leaving at the same time that we were there, so Rick got to take a picture with him, so that was really cool. It was. It was awesome. Yeah, one of the things that you could do if you if you end up making a bunch of money as a company driver, which is possible, or you go to be an owner-operator and you're making a bunch of money, you can go to places and you can rent yourself a car. We like Enterprise because they'll come pick you up. Yep. <laughs> and they'll yep, pick yep. you up and you can rent the car for a day or two. And Actually, if you only do it for one day, it's cheaper than taking a taxi somewhere. Sometimes if you've, if you've got a, a, a few places you want to go to instead of just one, Sometimes running a car is cheaper than a taxi. I don't know about Uber, but I know it's cheaper than a taxi. Well, in Louisville, I took Uber to the airport because the Enterprise rental car that was uh, at the uh, where the Enterprise rental car that was near where I was parked uh, was closed, and uh, I called, I checked online, and the best deal was at a, another place. It was at the airport. He said, "Well, we can't pick you up, but." You know, we're here, and I, so I called Uber, got Uber to take me to the airport, rented the car, 
And then when I was ready to get drop the car off, I just called Uber, got picked back up. <laughs> there you go. There now, is, yep. is and, Uber less expensive than, than a taxi? Uh, I think it can be. I, I, I think in certain areas, depending on the, the it's, you know, because Uber's, they, they set the rates based on supply and demand. So, like, I was in Florida, and it said on there that there is a, like, you know, 5% or 10% upcharge in this area. And you click OK to continue, or you can say, OK, I'm not going to use it. But they tell you up front, say, hey, this in this area, it's going to cost more because there are more people than there are cars. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, supply and demand. Supply and demand, yeah. you know. You're right. And then, and then Orlando, I was in Orlando, and I was doing a trade show for Orlando, and uh, and those trade shows, you know, you, you, I, I was supposed to pick up, and he said, pick it up on, on a Friday afternoon. I go over there, and they said, well, we're not ready yet. Come, come back tomorrow, and then go there in the morning. And of course, you know, well, all that night they closed, and they said you can't stay here. You got to go to the truck stop. So, went to the truck stop, had to pay to park because it's the only truck stop in the area that was close by. And uh, so I looked around, and I just got Uber. I got Uber. I went to a – I decided I was going to go ahead and, and, you know, spend some money on a really nice steak because it was one of those mm. where I had, I'd been eat, I'd been eating good, you know, doing that low-carb thing, and I decided, you know what, I could be bad and be good at the same time. I'm going to go get a really nice steak and go like a – you know, and it was uh, it was that – I forgot what it was called, like Ruth's something i forgot what it was called but it, i i asked the uber guy Ruth chris yes. steakhouse is that what it was yes 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 and uh i mean you go in there and i ate at the bar and it was a it's it's a really nice you know up 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 uppity place with wine stacked all over the place and you know real nice waiters and wait uh they were all dressed real nice so sat in there had a real nice steak and you know had something to drink because you know i wouldn't you know as an owner operator and I'm not driving the truck. I'm 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 okay. So everything was fine. And you know, you just you just you know, it's one of those things. Being inter- getting entertained on the road is is where you have to do it at a, at a certain degree. Just like everything else, don't go crazy, but enjoy yourself. And yeah. don't right. you know? Don't take risks and and all this stuff like that. Uh, you know, we were talking about earlier things. It's it's all about getting to a place where you're not going to put yourself in jeopardy with your carrier. Of course, there's a lot of carriers up there have different rules and all that. And being other places could be the same thing. Like, I remember I parked, when I first started driving as a company driver, I parked somewhere. Uh, it was like closer to the road on its old highway. It was an open highway, like a, like a four-lane highway, but it wasn't an interstate. And uh, and they had like a little gravel area off to the side for construction. Well, I pulled off into there, and then I had some friends that lived in the area. They came pick me up, and we went to dinner. Well, uh, of course, back then no cell, we didn't have cell phones or anything like that. And I just happened to call my mother the next morning, and she's like, uh, you know, they called looking for you. And I'm like, why is that? And he said, well somebody saw the truck parked out there and they, and they thought that, you know, it was abandoned or the driver was missing and all that. And they, you know, and the, I guess 
the carrier and the authorities or whatever, they were all wondering what had happened, you know. So, so nowadays, I, by by that experience, nowadays I have, you know, you get business cards as owner-operators. We didn't have, as a company driver, I had small business cards made with my name and my phone number, my cell phone number, and and any kind of other contact information, and I would leave it in, in the truck, like uh, like down by the steps in the in the fuel flip thing or the or the window up here and let people know that, Uh Hey, you know, dial this number and you might be able to get a hold of me if I'm not at my truck. Cause that's the other problem is leaving the truck because you don't want to do that. And a lot of companies tell you, you can't do that, you know, unless you're in an area that allows it or unless you're got the load secured and all that. So you just got to check on stuff like that. Right. But, uh, well, but I tell you what, go ahead. I was I was going to say move on to it. <laughs> Go ahead, Ed. No, right. Well, what I was going to add was as you're talking about entertainment and then and then of course, you know, keeping up with family. Well, I tell you what. I don't know when y'all started driving, but I started driving in the early 90s or, or I mean the late 90s when cell phones were just coming out and everybody nobody had them and of course, you know, social media and internet and all that wasn't around. So Keeping up with family these days is a whole lot easier than it was in the old, in, you know, when I first started driving. I mean, I, if you if you go into a truck stop and sit at a restaurant, you you you'll, might still see phone jacks at every table because there used to be a phone at every table where drivers would have calling cards or 800 numbers that they can call home, and that's what that's what we would do all the time. Is that's so you made it a point to go do that. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, if you if you're one of those people whose family is scattered all over the country, your extended family, uh, trucking, it, for us has been great. We have family all over the country, and we take opportunities to stop in the places where they live and visit them. Um, and a lot of our family are NASCAR fans, like we are. So we'll we'll stop in an area where NASCAR has a race and where they live, and we'll go to a, a race with them and make a big old weekend out of it. It's a great way to make good use of your 34-hour reset. So there's an idea for you for keeping entertained. Yeah, that, that too. And, and I do the same thing. I've got a family and everywhere I go, I, I go to ball games with, with my family and, and stuff and meet up with friends that you've met over the road. You know, that's another thing to great with social media. Now you keep up with other truckers. You're like, hey, where you at? I'm over here. I'm over here. Yeah. I mean, I met up with a guy. He He's from Utah. I'm from Texas. We were both through driving through Amarillo. We stopped for the night, had dinner at the Big Texan, and then and then drove, convoyed it all the way over to Gallup, New Mexico, together before we had to split apart and, and go our separate ways. But you know that was that was fun because of because of cell phones. We were able to keep in touch. Yeah. Yep, that is fun. Uh, I, I know you mentioned that you like to at least, well, try to as much as you can once a week stop at a restaurant that has a TV and eat a meal and and watch a, a game, football, baseball, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but something else that you can do, uh, if you have cable at your house, a lot of the cable companies now have apps. Well, a lot of the channels have apps that support your most cable companies. So you can get different kinds of apps, like um, I have all of them. I have, like, the Fox app, the NBC app, the Hulu. I know that's a paid Netflix. service. Netflix, those are both paid services. Yeah. But that's something that you can do to entertain yourself if you uh, – if you like to watch ball games or if you have a favorite TV show or something like that, 
uh, you can take advantage of your cable services out on the road with technology, which I just absolutely love. We just started doing the whole yeah. app thing out on the road, and well, it's fantastic. That- well, I, I kind of do the same thing. What I would stress to people that that are that are new into that area area too is check to see because because what I've gotten into is I, I get into places that don't have good internet. So like Netflix and those and those apps like the CBS or, or I use CBS a lot because I watch of course NCIS and Blue Bloods and those are on CBS. <laughs> but but the problem is, is those are streaming. They don't download, and then you can watch them any time. So what I got to used to is, right. is the Google the Google Play, is what I use mainly most of the time. And then the the uh, the Amazon at the Amazon videos, like if you get Amazon Prime, most of their stuff it's kind of like Netflix. But the app on Amazon Prime, it allows you to download the episode or the movie, and then it keeps it on your device, and then you watch it anytime you want. And then when you're ready to delete it, you just delete it. So it's like if I'm traveling through Dallas going to, I don't know, you know, Wichita Falls, but if I if I go stop somewhere along the way and don't have good Internet, then I can't really stream anything. But now if I was in Dallas or even in Wichita Falls, I could, I could probably stream pretty good. But if I stop somewhere where I get, you know, and you never notice it. You notice it, and I've noticed it all the time. You go through a city. And the city has got great internet reception, and you're uh-huh. thinking, I'm going to stop at this truck stop up here, and I'm going to I'm going to get watch me a movie, and I'm going to be able to stream some videos, and maybe even uh, catch a few episodes of, uh, you know, some kind of learning stuff on YouTube. And I pull into that truck stop, and I lose my signal. Yeah. And it, it's just because of where you are, you know. So yeah. so I like the downloading because I download it and then it's mine until I'm ready to delete it. So if I get somewhere where there's no internet, I can still watch what I want to watch. Yep, that's another good tip. Um, well, I can't believe it. Well, we've already been talking about the lifestyle trucking for a little over an hour now. So we're going to actually have to wrap it up with you, Ed. Uh, anything you want to say to close us out? I, I like I like that uh, that motto we've created there in the last time. Don't be that guy, you know. Don't be the one that uh, that takes up the parking spots or takes up the laundry, or you know, throws his trash out because you know he he went and got fast food. You know, take care of your. If if you don't take care of it, it ain't gonna be there no more. Just just know that for a fact. And and same way with entertainment. If you if you're given the privilege to park at a mall, and 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 go to the movie or whatever, you know, don't treat that parking lot or that area, you know, badly. You know, don't don't. Don't run over the grass or the curbs. I know it's just grass, but don't don't do it. You know, if you can't make that turn, don't make it. You know, just just you yeah. know that's what Google Earth is for. Scope it out before you before you go over there, and just don't be the one that tears stuff up. And then next thing you know, there's big bars that don't let trucks in because yeah. now we can't go eat at that restaurant or we can't go shop at that mall because too many trucks went in there and tore stuff up. Yep. Okay. Great stuff, Ed. And we will talk to you on another episode. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Okay. Well, like I said, we got a lot to cover on this episode. We didn't get through all through all of it, and we've ate up our allotted hour. Eaten up, excuse me, our allotted hour. Proper grammar. Uh, and we have a few more topics we got to cover, which we're going to have to do on another episode. We are going to cover uh, bathrooms out on the road, showering, and we're also going to talk about professional courtesy and maybe a couple other things. So for now... Thank you for listening. 
We will say to you good night. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you want to bring up, just go to Facebook and search for Trucking 101. Like the page, and you can get in contact with us there. Thanks, everybody. I want to finish with Larry Wiggett's oh. quote. I like to finish each one. Love what you do enough to become excellent at it. Otherwise, you don't. And that's the theme of the show. Thanks, everybody.